This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Air Force online portal gets three quarters of a million airmen visits every month. The cloud that hosts it, and more than a hundred other apps, is a little less susceptible to cyber attacks thanks to some white hat hackers. The Air Force, along with Defense Digital Service and cybersecurity company Bug Crowd, recently concluded a bug bounty program. The challenge exposed 54 vulnerabilities in the Cloud One host and paid out more than $130,000 to the hackers who found them. Federal News Network Scott Marcioni spoke with Casey Ellis, founder of Bug Crowd, and James Thomas of the Defense Digital Service about the contract and the challenge itself. What's involved in their platform, what are the objectives they're looking at to get after with the bug bounty or security assessment, and we try to get as much information with that. With that information, we let it out to the three vendors on the contract, and they're allowed to provide us question and answers if they want more clarity into the technical scope of it. Um, once we're good to go and, um, you know, the funding has been taken care of, we'll let out um, a request for, um, for quotation. Uh, we'll receive those back from the vendors. And after we receive those, we provide those assessments to the asset owners who do a thorough run-through of the proposals by the companies and select which best meets their needs. Um, so in this particular case, the asset, the Air Force asset owners uh, chose Bug Crowd. Um, and so that's pretty much how our contract is set up. I think Casey could provide you more information on how they do their vendor vetting or, excuse me, uh, researcher vetting. Yeah, so so really what it comes down to is, you know, as a part of that RFQ process and, and, and the initial uh, interactions around the contract itself, we start to break that apart into its component pieces. Um, you know, in, in this case, there was multiple phases to, to the engagement, and each phase required a slightly different set of, of skills and a different approach in terms of how we're connecting the researchers into the environment to actually do the work. Um, so, you know, we, we start off um, pretty early in the process, you know, really figuring out what the different uh, trust requirements and the different things that are required of, of the individuals from, from you know, primarily a trust standpoint, because obviously these are environments that have, have a, a fairly high bar high there. Um, so we get that piece straightened out first, which is, which is very straightforward, but then it starts to, to dig into the more, the more technical side of it in terms of, you know, what does the environment consist of? What are the different uh, you know, products that might be um, deployed? What are the different languages, the different kind of interfaces? And, and, and really, what's the, the technical nature of the attack surface overall, um, which is the information that we use to, to basically connect the right people uh, with the right skills into the engagement based on what we know about them. Um, it also goes to things like, you know, what are the, the threat scenarios and the types of, um, the types of modeling that's, that's actually required out of an engagement like this, like people that have a bias in, in how they, they do offensive security testing that lines up well with, with the, uh, the things that the customer's most concerned about. That's, that's another thing that we're looking for there. And tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously you can't tell me specifically about the vulnerabilities, but you did find some vulnerabilities. Um, you know, how did you go about finding them and, and what sort of things did you find uh, with, within the common computing environment? Going back to the house one year inquiries on why this was unique. So this challenge was unique in a couple couple different ways. The one, which is what I really liked about it, is we split it up into six um, very different phases, um, which is something we had never really done before. Um, the first phase was source code analysis. Another was um, strictly AWS environment testing. Third was Azure testing environment. Four was a, a black box network authentication assessment. 
number five was social engineering, and six was the Air Force portal, which was a specific application uh, on the environment. We tested that as well. Um, so with the vulnerabilities found, uh, the CCE folks as well as DDS and BugCrowd all agreed that we wanted to look at it from an internal and external perspective and get, really get a holistic holistic uh, assessment on the platform. So that goes to, I'm an average internet user, I'm Joe Schmo somewhere on the internet, what can I do from, from there? Um, we also yeah. wanted to test um, if I have authentication in the environment but maybe not privileged access, what can I do from there? Then even further, if I have privileged access, what can I access? Can I go to um, um, uh, a segmented region in the platform other than common plane or management plane? Um, that's separate from that. Can I do privilege escalation or something like that? So with the vulnerabilities found, um, we can't go into too much detail about it, but we did find some configuration uh, settings that were that proved very handy for the developers, but from an insider threat perspective, um, they did lead to some um, some disclosures which we didn't really want, um, even from even for the fact that you had to have escalated privileges even to find that vulnerability. That's nothing that the CCE folks wanted. So that's just one example of uh, some of the vulnerabilities that were found, but were immediately re remediated and retested afterwards. Great. Um, so just about bug bounties more in general now, you know, why do you think that they're becoming such a, a ubiquitous way of helping the Defense Department? And then also, you know, how often are you going to kind of keep up doing these just for this specific uh, cloud computing environment just to make sure that things are up to date and, and that you are secure. So, so this is, this is Casey. It really comes back to the reason that we, that we started bug crowd in the first place. Like there's a, there's a range of different issues that are affecting cybersecurity right now that, that all rely on, on human creativity as a, as a part of the solution. You know, cybersecurity is, is fundamentally a human problem. The technology just tends to make it go faster and we've got this challenge of, you know, not enough people to go around. Like there's a resource shortage in the security industry as a whole. That's kind of the starting point and it's something that's talked about a lot. But I think downstream of that, you've got this broader issue of the fact that, you know, one, one set of skills, like one individual being paid by the hour and, and, you know, tasked with doing this type of work, no matter how good or bad at their job they happen to be, is never going to be able to outsmart over the long term this, you know, potential crowd of adversaries with lots of different skill sets and lots of different motivations and more of an incentive to create a result than a constraint, you know, based on the number of hours a day they're being paid for. So there's a, there's a, a leveling of the playing field that this model brings to the resources that are available to people like the Air Force to be able to address uh, these sorts of problems and, and get this kind of security feedback. And I think, you know, that whole idea is becoming better understood. You know, bug bounties kind of burst onto the scene uh, a few years back and, and caught you know, quite a tailwind in terms of being a topical approach and, and something that's, you know, fun to talk about and obviously effective, but kind of the cool factor was, I think, part of what was driving it as well. You know, that's still there, but what's coming behind it is the fact that the uh, the economics and the resourcing of the model actually makes sense when you compare, you know, what's available to the adversary to what's you know, now available to the defender. Yeah, this is JT. I'm probably going to echo a lot of what Casey said, but from a Department of Defense perspective, um, it's very similar in the fact that we, we have our internal cyber protection teams. We have our internal intrusion detection systems and devices. We have network scanners, and, and they work to the extent of what they work at, but we really are seeing 
a different shift of mentality and able to um, secure a, a crowdsourced security model that really just brings a huge um, surface area of knowledge that sometimes our internal teams just strictly don't have because researchers are exposed to every different type of in, you know industry imaginable or yeah. that we know of, and so we're able to access that and let it loose on our, in, our internal system. So I think you're seeing that shift um, specifically with the Air Force. I think the Air Force has been the, the, the farthest ahead in this kind of concept. James Thomas of the Defense Digital Service and Casey Ellis, founder of Bug Crowd, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's Sentence Clarity Rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. 